accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC. Good morning. It is November 8th. It's Tuesday, five minutes after 10 with Rob Kendall and Casey Daniels. And let's get to our predictions. Today's the day to vote. What do you think is going to happen? So there are two obviously big statewide races, Secretary of State and U.S. Senate. By the way, I just posted this at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter if you'd like to see. A listener wrote me with a screenshot. He wrote my name in for U.S. Senate. <laughs> Fantastic. So I would like to, you can see it for yourself, at Rob M. Kendall. I would like to let everyone know that I'm not conceding until all votes have been tabulated. <laughs> and I would like to thank all the volunteers who made this possible. You're welcome. We can achieve the American dream okay. together. You know... Does that even count for 1%? Uh, no, 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 no. No, uh, you know, we really should have... That's what we should have done in hindsight. We should have ran a Rob Kendall writing campaign mm-hmm. and seen if I could have beaten... McDermott mm-hmm. in any of these counties. You can't even get in the Brownsburg High School Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, so you can see that for yourself at Rob M. Kendall. So there's two races. I think one of them is fairly obvious, and that is the U.S. Senate race. Mm-hmm. Um, Spendingburg is going to be the beneficiary. If you missed last uh, segment, as of today going forward, he will no longer be referred by his name Todd Young, he will forever be Spendingberg going forward. Mm-hmm. Spendingberg is going to win, and I think he's going to win pretty easily, not because of anything Spendingberg has done, mm-hmm. because in fact, most people, has. there's been no person who's contacted me via email, Twitter, phone call, whatever, who has said how proud they are to vote for Spendingberg. They're doing it out of a fear of the Democrats. They know what Spendingberg is. They know what he's going to do going forward, which is spend money and do whatever Mitch McConnell tells him to do. But the fact is, there is, and I understand it, I don't agree with it, but I understand it, an immense fear of four, you know two more years of Democrat control of the federal government, especially the U.S. Senate. And so there's a lot of people who just at the end of the day that fear is just so overwhelming, they can't get past it. James Siniak, while a good dude, was not a phenomenal candidate. And so I I don't think Spendingberg is going to win by nearly as much as he did in 2016. I think he got 56% of the vote in 2016. I have it at 51, 42, 7. 42 for McDermott, 7 for Siniak. Mm-hmm. Because McDermott is, is an awful candidate. I mean, the guy which wanted to try to be some bizarre quasi version of Donald Trump but a Democrat and it's like dude you're just some guy from northern Indiana who screamed and yelled a lot and you offered no vision and you offered nothing and even when you were winning like in that debate Mm -hmm. he immediately pivoted back to losing topics which is the environment and abortion in Indiana and he couldn't help himself so it'll be basically a scratch election which is generic Todd Young is a less than desirable is less desirable than a generic Republican. Many of those votes will and have gone to James Siniak. 
So unlike the three or four that the previous percent that the previous libertarians got for U.S. Senate, James is going to do better than that. But he didn't he didn't do enough to win people's votes. That debate was a disaster for him. Mm-hmm. So I, I have it at 51, 42, 7. Okay, so I disagree with you just a bit. Oh? I have Todd Young, I mean Spendingberg, yes. at 50, yeah. McDermott at 45, uh-huh. and Siniak at 5. Yeah, that, it, it very well could be. Because I think a lot of people watch that debate, yep. and James Siniak did not perform well in that debate. However, Tom McDermott did. Yeah. And I think that that swayed a lot of people. I don't think that James Siniak is going to do as well as you believe. Well, so we'll see. Uh, and we'll do prices right rules, right? Like right. closest without going over. Yeah. Um, I do I do think that uh, Spendingberg is not going to perform as well this time as he did last time. Well, that would I be, agree with you on that. Well, that, and that would be, and, and look, that is a huge indictment of Spendingberg because if you go from 56 to 50, mm-hmm. and it's not like the makeup of the state of Indiana changed. So whether it is 56 to 51, whether it's 56 to 50, even if it's 56 to 40 to 52, that's a huge drop in support, which tells me people are paying attention and are aware of the egregious job mm-hmm. that Todd Young, I'm sorry, Spendingberg right. has done. Yeah. And hopefully, and we talked about this with Micah last hour, look, I'm out on this. I'm not going to assume how you vote. I'm not going to assume how Kevin votes, even though I know how Kevin voted, Mm -hmm. uh, because Kevin is a great patriot and American. It's his business to tell people if he wants to. The people who vote for for Spendingberg are the ones who are now going to have to hold him accountable. I have divorced myself of all of that. So the next six trillion he adds to the national debt, mm-hmm. or the next eleven trillion that he adds to the national debt, or whatever number it is, depending on if there's COVID or not, because he's going to keep spending. Mm-hmm. He's not going to stop. He's made that very clear. Right. You people who voted for it, you own that. I get to complain about inflation going forward. You do not because you're voting for the guy who's doing the inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I think he's still going to win. Yes. And I think there's a lot of people who are voting for him because they don't want the Democrats to win. And they're doing like how Micah said earlier, a vote for Todd Young is a vote for Rand Paul. Yes. Is a vote for Ted Cruz. Yes. Is a vote for other people. That's, so- inc- that's incredibly flawed logic because those people are not going to be in charge of anything. There is no way Mitch McConnell is going to allow Rand Paul, uh, Mike Lee, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz to be in charge of anything. It's going to be the same Grassley, Gramnesty, mm-hmm. Collins, you know, the, the same merry band of misfits that it always is, but whatever. So I, we're close on this, right? Yeah, I think that just the big discrepancy that you and I have is James Siniak. Yep. I don't think that he's going to perform as well as you do. Okay, so while we agree that James Siniak is not going to do incredibly well, I do believe Jeff Moore will do incredibly well because Jeff Moore, it's a couple things going here. Jeff Moore is the best statewide candidate the Libertarians have ever run, and it's not even close. If Jeff Moore had an R next to his name instead of an L, he would win 60% of the vote, and he would easily be the next Secretary of State. He is a mainstream, if you just took the letters away from people and you heard his views, he is a well-polished, mainstream, conservative, liberty-minded Republican. Mm -hmm. And I've said when the libertarians run good candidates, they should be rewarded for that. And he is clearly the best candidate on the stage. And the messaging that I'm getting from people is many, many people are going to vote for Jeff Moore, who are also going to vote for Todd Young. Mm -hmm. And 
Diego Morales is the, when you put the Libertarians running the best statewide candidate they've ever run with the Republicans running the worst statewide candidate they've ever run, uh, I think Jeff will exceed the 10%. I think he's going to get 12. I, I tried to not guess this with rose-colored glasses. I tried to l look at legitimately the feedback we've been receiving. Mm -hmm. And so I, th I still think Diego's going to win because the early voting numbers are not showing some wave of Democrat involvement. And when you get outside of our listening area, central Indiana, where the major media coverage on Diego's egregious behavior has been, I think Diego's going to clean up in the corners, uh, you know, not Lake County, because that's a Democrat stronghold, but in Fort Wayne, et cetera. I've got it at 40. St. Joe County. I've got it at 45, mm -hmm. Diego, 43, uh, Wells, and 12 for, for Jeff Moore. Okay. I've got Diego at 42. Oh. Wells at 43. Oh! Yeah. And Mauer at 15. Wow! I think I think Jeff is going to do extremely well. And, and this could be a force for the trees situation. Sure. Because we're insulated and we keep getting all of these comments from sure. people on our social media. And maybe that's because we've been talking about it a lot. So they're directing it towards us. Like, hey, you know, right. Robin Casey, I voted for Mauer. You know? Right. Um, are there a lot of people out there doing that? I think... I think people are maybe catching on to what's going on with Diego Morales. Well, and here's the thing, and the and the, one of the heroes in this will be Donald Rainwater, because had Rainwater not run such a good campaign, and look, I, I realize he got 11.5% of the vote, he did not win the election, but by libertarians, by third-party standards, he was by far the best mm -hmm. there's ever been in the state. I think he's going to do extremely well. P people got used to voting for a third party, and mm -hmm. the lesson of this should be, if indeed we are right, because I think we are in agreement that Moore is going to do markedly better than Cineac. Mm -hmm. If the libertarians run good candidates, they will do be much better going forward, especially if Jeff exceeds the 10%, which is the primary ballot access. And here's the thing I want people to think about going forward, that in if you are indeed a person who wants choices, there is a strong possibility that you would have Donald Rainwater, who did phenomenal at the top of the ticket as the governor candidate in 2024, and I hope, and I have nothing to base this on other than my own hope, Jeff Moore, mm -hmm. the Libertarian, as the U.S. Senate candidate in 2024. And that is a premium, great, well-schooled group of candidates at the top of the ticket. So if we are serious about holding Republicans accountable, if you are a person who is mad about all the tax increases, all the record spending, all the record government, the mask mandates, the lockdowns, the business closures, the gas tax, whatever it is. You have an opportunity to do something about it today with the Secretary of State vote. And if you came to me, and many people have, and said, I scratched my ticket, I voted for Jeff Moore and Todd Young, I won't beat you up over that. That's a good that's a good day at the ballot box. You I'm know, sorry, Spendingberg. Yeah, you know in sports there's like you've got you've got a team who is who is doing really well and and they could win but they really need help from their opponent to do something bad. Right. So yes. that they'll win. It's every Bears game. Yes. Uh, okay. And I, every Colts game this year. I think that's the situation we're in where uh Destiny Wells could possibly win the game not because of something so fantastic that she's done. She's done enough, 
but the egregious play from her opponent. All right, so let's review. So tomorrow we can see how wrong we both were, because I'm sure we'll just <laughs> right. be totally way off. Right. So I had in the U.S. Senate, Young yeah. at 51, McDermott mm-hmm. 42, Cineac 7. Mm-hmm. I had 50, 45, and 5. Okay, and then in the uh, Secretary of State's race, I had Morales 45, Wells 43, Maurer 12. Yep, and I said 42, 43, 15. All right. All right. No pressure. <laughs> There's no money on this, so... Uh, well, <laughs> at least not of our, out of our pocket today, oh, right now. Uh, okay, so when we come back, can we play some audio from Joe Biden being ridiculous again about <laughs> yeah, about oil? Every day. Why not? It's Tuesday. We'll do it. Coming up from 93 WIBC. Good morning. Joe Biden was in deep blue Worcester County in New York to round out his big tour. And he's been getting a lot of grief from energy industry groups as he vowed during a rally in New York for the governor to block all new fossil fuel drilling. So this is a major reason why Democrats are about to go down and yell timber, uh, assuming there is no creative jelly bean counting that takes place a la 2020, because they not only have they not made a bad situation better they have made it markedly worse and they have no answer to make it better and the answers that they give you are going to make a bad situation markedly worse i don't know about you casey i again and i'm not going to tell anybody where this is because (laughs) i don't want everybody flooding to the gas station but there is a gas station near your house Mm -hmm. that always seems to have gas cheaper than anywhere else it is a bit of a health risk based on some of the locals who are venturing around the gas station. Hey, that's right by my Taco Bell. But I saved... Don't pick on my neighborhood. Y- yesterday, Casey, no kidding. I saved 30 cents mm-hmm. a gallon mm-hmm. on gas there. And when you extrapolate that, I said, I'm willing to to take the, the risk. I, I would not do it if my wife were ever with me. But when I'm on my own, I have but one life to give. I live there. <laughs> That's right by where I live. And but even at getting the highly discounted gas, three ninety nine a gallon. I I saw it on my way home yesterday is, too. I mean that's incredibly expensive, right? I mean on Sunday when we were coming home from church, mm-hmm. um, at, at Life Church up there in Noblesville, it was four twenty nine a gallon, and I had to get gas. Like I was running out because I was I was thinking, man, maybe I can just make it mm-hmm. till Monday so I can get this super cheap gas near Casey's palatial estate. <laughs> and it was like, this is not going to work. That is that is crushing to people to pay four twenty nine for a gallon of gas, or three ninety nine, or for many people three fifty for a gallon of gas. And so here is Biden mm-hmm. saying, no new drilling. The thing that will make this better, we are not going to do it. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. No, I. That was before I was president. We're trying to work on that. Get that done. Thank you. So, a couple things happening there. One, he's telling you there is no new drilling. If you're mad about gas prices. There's your answer right there. No new drilling. They're going to, they are working to eliminate drilling. He told the lady, that's what she was yelling at him about, about various places. So now there's no new drilling. They're working to eliminate drilling. They're answering the question for you. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they're saying right there, and it's making a lot of people very upset. And he should just be increasing production of homegrown domestic oil and natural gas that supports jobs, it supports national security, it supports economic growth. But he's been telling us for years that he 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 doesn't want to do that, and so right, right. And, and I say I know, I know, I know there will be people who in the chat will be doing the thing because we have. Here's the thing that I love, Casey. In our YouTube chat, we have people who for three hours who hate our guts who will sit there and watch us, which amazes me that you loathe my existence and you will sit there and watch me for three hours. Um, and it's already starting of the, you know, the, the, uh, the well, it's, it's about more than just drilling. It's about the refineries. It's about everything. Mm-hmm. It's about drilling. It's about the ability to move the product mm-hmm. once it is, once it comes out of the ground. You know, Bill Herrick, the oil guy has talked with us and we need to get him back on, has talked about many times. It's a compilation of things. It is the drilling. It is the movement. It is the refineries. Yes. We need more refineries in this country. We need an energy policy that promotes refining fuel. We need an energy policy that promotes the movement of of energy. Biden, first day in office, Mm -hmm. choke that off. All of these things. Oil is a commodity. If people think there's going to be less of it, they will pay more for it, which is what they're doing because Biden is telling you the simple things that can be done to improve and lower the price of oil or create more of something we're not going to do. Yeah, no, he's directly responsible for higher gas prices, the rising cost of heating your home, also high grocery prices. It's just, it's crushing and <laughs> they're going to pay for it today. But what do you think? Does Corinne Jean-Pierre agree? Will this impact gas prices at all? Uh, President Biden made a pledge last night during the New York rally to approve, quote, no more drilling for oil. Uh, But does he see that as being in conflict with his efforts to lower gas prices? So, no, we don't see that in conflict. Oh, no, it's not a conflict. And this is why people get enraged, because it's one thing we can all differ on opinions and reasonable people can disagree and have intelligent discussions. But when you are presented with crystal clear evidence Mm -hmm. and everybody with the firing synapse in their brain knows what's going on and you just go, nope, nope, that's not happening. People just it is no different than the Republican candidate for secretary of state, Diego Morales, going on Tony's radio show. And getting asked a valid question about why wouldn't you debate and going, there was no debate. There's no debate. You are lying right to people's faces and that rightfully so enrages people. And Corinne Jean-Pierre just lied to the American people mm-hmm. once again. On behalf of the president, because yes. she is the spokesperson for the Biden administration. It's 27 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And coming up next, we're going to hear from you with your voicemails. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number with your questions, comments, and smart remarks. It's 1032 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Time to get to your voicemail. Yes, before I play the voicemails, I want to clarify something for someone. Yeah. For many ones. Yeah. Okay. For you people who live under a delusion... (laughs) that you're going to primary 
the Duke of Spendingburg. That's never going to happen. Okay, Todd Young is going to be reelected to the U.S. Senate today, and you will eat and like whatever crap he feeds down your throat for the next six years, and then you will eat and like it for another six years after that. It is almost impossible. The system is designed by the Republicans and Democrats collectively to ensure that people do not primary their chosen candidates. You, if you need any further, I get this all the time. You're, I can't believe the, the best way to get him is in a primary. Oh, how's that worked out? Todd Young did not get the signatures in 2016 to get on the ballot, yet he was on the ballot. How did that happen? Well, because he hired Susan Brooks' husband as his attorney, and there may or may not have been someone on the election board who made the choice who donated a bunch of money to his campaign. But he was on the ballot and became a U.S. senator. What happened this year? They threw Danny Niederberger off the ballot. Danny couldn't even get into the Marion County election place to get his signatures to turn them into the Secretary of State. And, they, you know, because it was snowed out, the place was closed. He was pounding on the door. You know what they said? Tough break. Hmm. Doesn't matter. The system is designed to keep people off the ballot, which is why the Libertarian and Green Party lawsuit is so important that's going on right now. Now, maybe they will win that. But as the system is set up right now, Todd Young will never lose in a Republican primary. Look at who has been on the ballot in the last three U.S. Senate races. 2016, Todd Young, Marlon Stutzman, both sitting U.S. congressmen at the time. The third guy was locked down, McGee, who quit, but super connected to wealthy donors. He would have been on the ballot if he'd have stayed in it. 2018, Todd Rokita and Luke Messer, U.S. congressman, and Mike Braun, an infinitely wealthy person. And in 2020, Todd Young, and they threw the other guy off the ballot. You are never going to beat Todd Young in a primary. The system, as long as the system, unless a federal judge throws out the system, that is not going to happen. So, no, I'm not the bad guy for saying, well, we should just, somebody should just primary him. That's not how it works. Jesse Ventura has an interesting idea on how to break the two-party system. Yeah, let, let's do that. Let's do this real quick. Let's switch around a little bit. We're going to play the voicemails. We were going to play this at the end of the the segment, but you're right, Casey. It makes sense to play it now. Jesse Ventura, this was I think a couple years ago, gave it an interesting. Uh, I think this was in California. He was giving a speech, and he had a really interesting take on the electoral system and how bad it is, and what we need to do about it. Take a listen. Here's a simple thing we can do. Remove the party designation and put down only the name. It's too simple. The system's set up for it. If you're conservative, you don't need to know anybody's name. You look for the party. Republican, Republican, Republican. If you're liberal, you don't need to know a name. Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. By only putting down the name would then require you as a voter to educate yourself. What does John Smith stand for? Because you wouldn't have that crutch in there that would tell you conservative or Democrat. And then there's one, and you in California can get away with this stuff because you got that nonsense where you can put everything on the ballot, you know. Uh, The next thing would be simply this. How about on every state, local, and national ballot, we offer the final choice at the bottom that you can vote for none of the above. Now, people laugh at that, but what that truly is is a vote of no confidence in government. That could do volumes, huge. Because imagine for a moment, let's say I'm a Democrat, 
and I defeated my Republican opponent for Congress, but I lost to none of the above. More people cast their vote for none of the above than what I got. Wouldn't that make them go out there with a change of attitude? You lost to nobody. Yes, you're the congressman or the congresswoman, but you lost to none of the above. And I'm willing to bet right now there are elections in this country where none of the above would prevail. Hmm. And that's a, what's wrong with that. A vote of no confidence. That would send a huge message, huge, to every elected official. He's right. He, he's absolutely right. But this, what people need to realize, and I, the reason I went off on that is I just got another message from somebody, and it just... It is so, it is so naive to think that a that you're going to defeat a guy who didn't get the signatures. He didn't obey the rules, and they just said, "Doesn't matter because Susan Brooks' husband is your attorney, and we like you." Look at who runs for for Senate and Governor in Indiana. Look at who the people are. It's not a coincidence. They don't want, the Republicans don't like regular people. The Democrats don't like regular people. You people need to wake up on this. They do not like you. I was around these people for years and years and years, and this is why I am the way I am about it. For some reason, they let me into their little club. And I watched the arrogance and conceit and just, just in many times, hatred for regular people that these two parties have. And I talk a lot about the Republicans because that's the club I was in. You are never beating Todd Young in a primary. You have an option today. Send a message to him by voting for a third party. He's going to win anyway. But you can send a message that I do not consent to your, the $11 trillion that you, Duke of Spendingburg, have added to the national debt. Don't send me those messages anymore because it's ridiculously naive and I'm done responding to him because you need to live in a world of reality. Okay. None of the above. And isn't it interesting, though, that Jesse Ventura's idea is about what happens with the school board? Well, right. There's think, no R or D next to the name. Think about in India. You have to research it. But why is that? There is a reason that every other public office in Indiana, you have to declare a party and, and put your name with that. Even surveyor, even coroner, mm -hmm. even clerk, even things that are totally out of the realm of politics, except for school board. And the reason for that is because the Republicans in Indiana are petrified of the teachers union and them coming down there with their red shirts and yelling at them, because that's what happens every single time the Republicans cower under desks and say, I'm sorry, we had any sort of ideas. And so as a result, people got to work extra hard in this state and we're seeing it in Carmel and Fishers and Avon and Brownsburg. By the way, if you want to do something nice for me today and you're in Brownsburg, Dave Tinky and Tiffany Dearman for school board uh, would be a great thing you could do for me today. Uh, but the point of this is the way the system is set up right now, you will never beat Todd Young in a primary. So if you vote for him today or you have voted for him, then you own what he does. I'm done with it. All right, can we get to voicemails now? Yeah, 317-684-8444. That's the phone number if you'd like to contribute. So the overwhelming set of calls we have received, and we can't play them all, it would get repetitive, has been about the Secretary of State's race yeah. the past week, which tells me people are really engaged in that. They're really paying attention. Mm -hmm. And the most of the calls now and the intrigue is about what's going to happen with Diego Morales if he wins. Mm hmm based around this allegation of voter fraud, which people, you better realize, this allegation is very serious, and he's got a lot of explaining to do on this, 
and the Republican Party, Holcomb and Hupfer, are not going to protect him once he's across the finish line because they have no reason to. They can pick the replacement. Right. If you're voting for Diego today or have voted for Diego, there is, look, everybody's innocent until proven guilty, but he doesn't even have to be guilty. The pressure, the pushback, who knows what else is out there that those guys are sitting on with him. There is a good chance you are voting, if you vote for Diego, for his replacement. To let Eric Holcomb once again pick the next Secretary of State. Somebody asked a good question about how this process would play out. Hey, guys, just wondering what happens to the Secretary of State office if Diego gets in and then either has to quit, gets impeached or whatever, however that happens, and then the, the seat becomes open. Is that nominated or filled by the governor, or how does that work? It's happened before. Yes, it, this is uh, so... Charlie White was the last time that this happened. You cannot be removed from office unless you are convicted of a felony. So people need to realize in Indiana, you can quit. Mm -hmm. Like if the pressure becomes too much or whatever, you can quit. But they cannot remove you from public office unless you are convicted of a felony, which in the case of Charlie White, I think it was six felonies he was convicted of related to voter fraud. He had at the time had said he lived with his ex-wife. I mean, that shows the mental capacity of Charlie White that he was depending on his ex-wife to vouch for him. Who in the history of ever depended on their ex-anything ex to vouch for you when he was when he was living, I believe, with his girlfriend at the time when he was on the Fishers Town Council. So what would happen is if Diego resigns or is convicted of a felony, if indeed there's some sort of criminal behavior here, and he is convicted, he would then be removed from office, and then Eric Holcomb would pick the replacement just like he did when Connie Lawson conveniently quit in the middle of her term in 2018. Mm -hmm. So if you're pulling that lever for Diego today, you better do that knowing there's a decent chance... That Eric Holcomb is going to pick his replacement. Right. All right. Uh, we went a little long on the rant with about uh, Spendingburg, so sorry. Uh, so we'll, we've will we got more voicemails. Maybe we'll get to them next hour. Okay. You want to go to a break? Yeah. All right. We've got Hammer joining us next. It's 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You got to fight! 48 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. Did you vote? I did. And I believe um, it's a question all over Marion County. Yes or no? Do you want the right to party? And yes, because of what the Beastie Boys taught me as a child. Mm -hmm. Yes. And remember, partying isn't free. You have to fight yeah. for your right to party. Yeah. Hey, I hear you have a new Hammer and Nigel Records release. Oh man, this is a song that's sweeping the nation. Casey, I know you used to jock the hits like mm -hmm. we did. Yep. Rob, you're a Pearl Jam guy. Oh yeah, Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder, Cubs fan, Eddie yep. Vedder. Mm -hmm. So when I put this song together, it's about the midterm race in Pennsylvania, oh. featuring a certain Uncle Fester-like looking candidate. <laughs> when I put the song together, I was listening to a lot of Pearl Jam. Oh. So, Rob, I think you'll recognize Great. this. Uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and <laughs> I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Flipping. <laughs> And he's flopping on the fracking. He's a liar. Pants on fire. I don't support fracking. And, and all. I never have. 
wants to legalize all hard drugs, release the thugs from inside <laughs> of the jails, and that thing on his next big, and I bet it smells. That was the grossest thing I've ever heard. Come on. His views and Bernie Sanders align. He is John Fetterman. Mooched off his mom till he was 49. He is John Fetterman. His wife doesn't care if he's sick or fine. She's Mrs. Fetterman. Mrs. Fetterman. That not on his necks, probably loaded with brine. He is John Fetterman. He is John Fetterman. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. <laughs> That's great. Perfect. That's one of the. So, for people who don't know, the song you were parroting there was Better Man. Mm-hmm. Correct. And uh, that may have been the best thing you've ever done. That was <laughs> phenomenal. Fetterman. So, instead of, instead of uh, Fetterman, Eddie Better was saying Better Man right. in the song itself. That's Fantastic. great. Every 90s song just kind of ended with a grunt. <laughs> Fetterman. Here's what, here's what I will say Pearl Jam's cover of Last Kiss, mm-hmm. I think, is their strongest strongest work and I think it's very under uh, underappreciated. It's all right. Adam Sandler's impression of Eddie Vedder. Thank you. Very low-key and very underrated. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so... No, I thought you did a good job right there. Oh, thank you. fantastic. Sounds just like him. How, how hoarse were you by the time you got done doing that? Uh, it was a little struggle. Yeah. I had some tea in the back that I had to drink a little bit. Maybe uh, some shots of whiskey with honey. Maybe. That, that is hard to be Eddie Vedder. That is why there's only one Eddie Vedder. Uh, thinking somebody who is not not underappreciated is the uh, Indianapolis Colts, and um, that was a wild and wacky day yesterday. I, I I tweeted out who had Coach Jeff Saturday coaching starting quarterback <laughs> Sam Ellinger by week ten on the bingo card. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, Rob. The Bears are yeah substantially <laughs> a better ran franchise right now than the Indianapolis Colts are. Yikes. What the hell's going on out here? Uh, is, is there something wrong with Jim Irsay? Well, um, <laughs> That's a loaded I'm question. not a doctor, so I'm not going to diagnose anything. I'm not going to go full Sanjay Gupta on you here, but I think that he's uh, just tired of losing, and at this point, he feels like he has to do everything by himself. So, he's going full Jerry Jones, if that makes well, sense. Well, so you know, we had joked about this for basically this whole year. I said you could pull someone out of the stands like – Row uh, section 103, <laughs> row eight, seat E. Come down and coach. And they could have done as good a job as Frank Reich. Like you could have picked a random fan. They could have not done worse than 26 to 3, right? The 50 50 winner that they do at the yeah. stadium at the end of the third quarter, come on down and you get to be the coordinator for a quarter. So if you're Jeff Saturday, why now, would you want, yeah, why would you want this? Why would you want to do this? Because I think Jeff Saturday is going to be a part of this organization next year in one capacity or the other. I don't think he's going to be the coach. I think he's going to be Chris Ballard. I think Chris Ballard is lame duck, and you could see that in his body language yesterday. Ballard, listen. Well, he's not making the call as general manager. Well, 
there, there's a reason why he's Daddy not making came the call in and right made a call. now is because this team has been trash mm-hmm. for like eight years. They have not won the worst division in football. It's not even close. The worst division in football in a long time. They got one playoff win to show for it. And I think Ursay's like, okay, we're done here. So I think Jeff Saturday is going to be lame duck and ride this thing out. He's going to do some inventory. He's going to look at the personnel. And I think he, and this is just my opinion, he is going to be your general manager next year with a new coach. Now, what do you think of the rumors of Peyton Manning coming into coach? Never. Never. He's not coaching at all. He, if anything, he wants to buy into ownership and run things. And from what it sounds like, a number of years ago, Peyton did inquire to mm-hmm. Ursay and he wanted a piece of ownership. Yeah. And Jim was like, no, I'm not giving you any of the ownership shares. Can I just say how glad I am that as a middle class taxpayer that my <laughs> hard earned money is taken to fund this charade. And I am super glad that multi-billionaire Jim Ursay, who inherited the team from his dad and didn't do anything to earn it on his own, gets my money through tax increases to pay for him to have a a free stadium because this is a really well-run apparatus and in a weird way it's the most perfect thing ever because he is wasting my money the same way government wastes my money on the regular so i as a, a taxpayer i'm so glad that my taxes went up to give this guy a free stadium now you're correct that is your tax money but you've also invested a lot of your time this is your personal time on following the chicago cubs and the chicago bears <laughs> your entire life so maybe we pump the brakes a little bit what's up what's coming up this afternoon man we've got wall-to-wall election coverage at six o'clock open phones we don't do this very often wow. open phones as the polls close nobody's gonna have better local coverage than hammer and nigel 6 p.m we're on air three to seven today. Let's roll. All right. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.